that the most relaxing yet refreshing sound you've ever heard in your life? Welcome to episode insert whatever the hell number of Sports Vision. This episode's a little bit different. We this is I I I've been thinking about this all day. This is our dance monkey dance, if you will, episode where not sports, not racing. We're gonna cover everything. We're gonna touch on everything. We're gonna talk about everything. So to give you guys a little rundown, this is gonna be a long one. This this is gonna be lengthy. Cut it up into sections. Listen to the whole thing at once. I really don't give a shit as long as you listen. <laughs> I mean, this is how it is. Um, yeah. yeah, we're just gonna touch on everything. Um, before we get started, I know RJ doesn't want to talk about this at all, so I'm going to try and get it out of the way early, but we have this, this global pandemic happening right now, yeah. the COVID-19 coronavirus thing stuff happening everywhere. It's affecting everyone. So, uh, we here personally want to just throw out the T's and P's thoughts and prayers to everybody who's directly affected by this or not directly affected, whether it's, uh, whether you have it. Whether you know somebody that has it, whether your job's affected by it, your daily life. I know ours have been affected, you know, a, a substantial amount, yep. and, and we're not even sick. Um, thankfully, we still have our jobs. We're still working. We're still staying busy. But our social life has been severely impacted. Well, it just ended. Like, whatever social <laughs> life anybody really has is yeah, it's, gone. It's comatose. Yeah. So, um. We're here to create a little content. Um, I wanted to do this earlier, but I wanted to let things settle down a little bit, let the scare kind of chill out, because I do like to make light of things, even though it's serious. Um, I think that's how a lot of people, especially myself, get through tough times is with a little humor and something a little crazy and wild. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to sit down and talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm going to chug as many bush lights as possible, so if I set the mic down to go grab another one, don't yell at me, but I'm going to try and crush as many as we can before we're done with this. Um, we're going to introduce a couple new segments. I think we're just going to completely wing everything we do in this episode, 1,000%. Yeah. So hang on to your uh, your, uh, I would say underwear, but some people don't wear them. So hang on to whatever you're hang you could potentially hang on to and uh buckle in and get ready. So what do you want to touch about first? Because I, I mean there's so much stuff going on. I mean, dude, the bars are closed, right? You can't go out to the bars. Yeah. You can't you can't go meet women. Uh you Well, hang on, let's just go with the the bars are closed, but uh as we learned last night, people are still getting after it. Um so Last night at about 10.30, uh, all three of us that live here heard a uh, a loud screech and then just smash. Just cur smash, right? We all go out to the backyard, peep over the back wall, and uh, some guy in a Sentra or something decided to go 100 down Eastern behind a bus. The bus stops at a bus stop, as they do. Yeah, that's kind of what they're meant to do. And uh, instead of swerving into the other six lanes of no traffic, he could have. He just ripped the e-brake and uh, didn't stop. No. So as everybody knows me, uh, first of all, if you don't have me on Snapchat, I'm sorry for you because you got to witness firsthand a scene of an accident 
Yeah, uh, what was it, Channel 69? It, it was Las something? Vegas Channel 69 live on scene until the cops showed up, and I was slightly afraid we were going to get arrested. And but Somebody's dumbass flagged out of uh, ambulance. So, as everybody knows me, I like to tell stories in probably the most obnoxious, dramatic fashion as possible. So, I'm laying in bed. It was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I'm laying in bed literally about to fall asleep like went through the whole routine like it's a pain in the ass to fall asleep for me my brain goes 396 miles an hour at all times so i'm trying to decompress watch a little family guy i think was on the tube not sure i think it was family guy something rj over here across the table from me barges in like a swat team damn near kicks my door down and says hey did you hear that i was like i mean what do you hear that? There's an accident. There's something going on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Half oh, asleep. Yeah. Hop out. This guy doesn't close my door. So there was no, like, I'm not just going to fall back asleep and let this not happen. No, you had to get up no matter what. I was getting up no matter what. Yeah. Throw the uh, Winnebago's on, I like to call them. The old uh, couch cruisers. Most comfortable shoes I own. Um, made by Nike. <laughs> Plug. Uh. Hop outside, look over the wall, and this slapdick <laughs> was trying to reach the next dimension. So just to paint a picture, we live on Eastern, one of the busiest four-lane, we call them it's streets. It's three lanes wide. Yeah, it's 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 four lanes with a turning lane in the middle, and it's, oh, it's like eight miles wide. Eight, oh, no, it's six. It's, There's three yeah, on it's each. six with the turning it's lane. It's like eight miles. It goes all the way from north to south in the city here in Las Vegas and splits Vegas and Henderson. And the speed limit's 45, okay? Because the idiots that engineered this street and its surroundings, they, didn't, they don't have kickouts for the buses. So when the buses hit all 97 bus stops on Eastern, yeah, they, they shut down the far right slow lane, if you will, of Eastern for that section. There's no warning. There's no nothing. There's like one tiny little flashing light on I the mean, bus. If, if you kind of figure it out at a point just to not follow buses in that lane around here oh yeah i mean if you're a local you know like eh, eh, probably not a good time to be in the right lane skiddly bop onto the middle or the left and and zoot scoot right by that thing this guy he had a completely different plan he was going 167 miles an hour down eastern wide open hits the brakes because he was in the right lane when a bus was picking up the average civilians from the bus stop to take them to their next destination and he clobbers this thing he clobbers a stationary bus right yeah and it's not even like the bus stopped in front of him it the bus was completely stopped mm-hmm. for minutes yeah. probably he was either staring at nudes, <laughs> drunk or high, not sure which one. Don't really care. It's none of our business. He was safe, by the way, in case anybody's worried up to this point. He's fine. He was moving around, talking. They had him on a stretcher and a neck brace. As average protocol happens when you rear-end a stationary object in your four-door sedan. A bus. A bus. Yeah. So we're all sitting here trying to figure out what this car looks like, right? I mean – I mean, we all know cars and, and the engineering of them and, and crush zones and all that. So I was very interested to see how this car looked when it was pulled off. Meanwhile, Henderson cops are standing around. 
metro cops are standing around, the tow truck drivers directing traffic and doing crime scene investigation. Yeah, we got to witness kind of like an intercity uh, pissing match. Pissing match when it comes to like whose jurisdiction it is because <laughs> eastern middle line, at least for a portion here, is one side's Henderson one side's Las Vegas. Yeah, like and we saw like our backyard we could pick up a rock and throw a rock into Las Vegas district. Right. And we're standing in Henderson right now. Mm-hmm. That's how crazy this stuff is around here. So they finally get around to it an hour and a half later cuz we're sitting we're standing on the wall drinking beers just spectating cuz we know they're safe, you know, yeah. if it, if you know, obviously if it was worse or something crazy like he was not okay. We obviously wouldn't be standing around joking about it, having beers. But we knew he was good. He was the only one in the car. They pulled the car. So we're expecting, because from our point of view, a four-door Lexus or whatever it was. I'm calling it a Nissan Sentra because that's what it looked like. All right. So this Sentra, from our perspective, has tried to make one with the engine of this bus, which is obviously located in the rear, right? right? We're thinking wow, this is crazy. Like, what tow truck's going to grab this bus? Because the two that are here definitely do not have the capacity or the tow load to grab this bus, which probably weighs, I don't know, 15,000 pounds, right? They're they're big. Mm -hmm. They rip this car off the back of this van, and we all stare at each other in awe because there isn't a dent, a scratch, a nothing. Sheet metal work is still A-OK. Doesn't even have to go to the body shop. No, the, I, like I said, the guy. Uh, I don't think any of the passengers got off the bus Mm-mm. during any of this. Mm-mm. And as soon as they separated the, the car from the bus, it was gone. It left. <laughs> it was behind <laughs> schedule. It had places to be and people to see, you know? Luckily, luckily, they ho- they got the car on the tow truck and pulled it right – almost essentially parked it in our driveway. Mm-hmm. And we all went, ran back out and took pictures of it and looked at it. The engine was in the dash. It This car was junk, garbage, toast. See you later. Don't even worry about it. Not Done. even questioning the total. Oh, oh God, no. Oh, God. Uh, Ray Charles could, could be like an insurance adjuster. <laughs> be like, hey, I think this is totaled. <laughs> well, Stevie Wonders out yeah. there. Yeah, I, I think she's done. I think she's done. Yeah. So that's what happened on – a Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday night at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And we're getting like I'm getting first-hand grade A top shelf, top cut sirloin entertainment in our backyard. It was great. <laughs> it, th- these are the days that we live for. It's just random acts of stupidity that make us giggle. Yeah. It's when you can't go out, it's nice to bring some live entertainment just to your backyard. Exactly. So. Exactly. Now, Speaking of not being able to go out, there's a lot of activities that you can do from your home. A lot of activities. Now, yeah. you can you can play board games. You can play video games. You can watch every thing. goddamn thing there is on Netflix and Hulu. And if you have TV, I'm sure you're probably burned out of movies and stuff like that. Specifically for the women, though. There's many more activities that women can do that men really can't do. That's um, and what I'm referring to has only come to fruition in the past 2 years, I would say. It got very popular about 2 years ago. It's always been a thing. I think it's been a thing for longer than that. But 
the past two years, it's gotten very popular, and in the past two months, it's skyrocketed. Let me let me take a guess about what you're talking. Are you talking about those ladies with the uh, OnlyFans? And I believe uh, I believe that's what it's called. OnlyFans.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you? You want to you want to explain to our fans or our listeners, you know, what that is, or shall I? Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna just precursor this with real quick. Uh, children, skip forward, yeah, ten, fifteen minutes, yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, so uh, an oldie fans is basically uh, personal porn. It, it's how so I, to to kind of not dumb it down. You guys aren't dumb, but. To simplify, to simplify it. it, it's a online profile that you build. Right. That you can post pictures or videos. Generally, generally doing risque things. I mean, being I new, mean, absolutely. Like, absolutely. That's what gets. That's what naked, gets. That's you know? what gets the the the, the, the Jesus Christ. The, the narrow yeah. into the bank account. You can post, and I know a lot of people that post just normal pictures that has no nudity on it whatsoever mm-hmm. and they still make money off of it because it's it I think there's a subscription that you pay for or a membership that you it, pay it for. It is a it is a premium type social media. It's I like guess. it's like premium Snapchat yeah. on steroids, right? Right. So before we get into a personal favorite of ours <laughs> um on Twitter, uh it's not a friend of mine cuz I don't know her in real life, but I've had her on Twitter for years. And she created an OnlyFans account August of 2019. She posted on Twitter last night, so we're eight months past that. In eight months, she has cleared $108,000, okay? Now, let me just repeat that real quick for the people in the back that didn't quite hear that. $108,000 in eight months of not working. Selling pictures. Not working. Waking up, putting makeup. I mean, they're attractive women. We're not going to beat around the bush here. They're attractive women. They're the top 20% of, you know, females our age, okay? Mm -hmm. They they know that they're attractive, right? Because they're not just going to go, I'm going to create an OnlyFans. Yeah, they don't do it for no reason. They're not shy women. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if anybody's listening and is getting slightly upset about where I'm going, like, I'm not – judging i'm not like saying that it's a bad thing and i'm not i'm not commendating it i'm not saying it's a good thing like if you want to make cash like make cash you know grind it out i'm just trying to bring to light how insane how literally insane (laughs) this is right i get the 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 pornography and i get the strip clubs and 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 I don't get, but I do understand, like, paying for sex or an escort or whatever that is. Like, some people just, they need that in their life. They can't get women, whatever the case may be. I don't know. There's a million situations on why people spend money on the other sex. And it's not always just men seeking women and paying for it. Like, women do it, too. Uh, It's just a higher percentage that men seek women using a monetary trade, right? So, this OnlyFans, though, is wild to me. Like I know, I know of a couple women on there personally that don't don't put nude anything on there. Really? Well, I- at all? Not even close. They would never do that. That they they have their so, own sets of morals that they follow, right? Right, right. And they will not post anything that shows any nudity whatsoever. Are they in bathing suits? Yes. Are they in risque clothing? Yes. Are they showing skin? Absolutely. 
but nothing nude, nothing pornographic, nothing like that. And they're still making 25, 30 grand in a year right. doing this. I have to ask, are you subscribed to these no. pages? No, I, th- that's, that's not my thing. I mean, trying to find a wife right now dude no, you know i mean you, you seem knowledgeable about what well, they because post. i know people who are who are doing it and right. i know of people who are doing it so that's the reason why i don't really have i don't know if you have to pay as a user mm-hmm. that's posting i don't know how much a subscription is i don't know anything like that i just know people that do it and it's i'm obviously never going to sign up for that like i that doesn't intrigue me i'm not interested in it but what's what's interesting is how you can hustle this thing to make cash, and people are just forking money over. It's crazy the amounts of money that. people And are you give. taxed? Like this chick that I know assume. made one hundred eight thousand dollars in eight months. Are you taxed? Because that's why premium Snapchat's not a good thing because there's there people are paying for this, and you're getting gross set gross income without taxes being taken, and people have been nailed by the IRS for that. Maybe we should sign up for an OnlyFans. Sports Vision OnlyFans. Sports fans. Vision OnlyFans. <laughs> um, We're going to lose some listeners off this one. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, we'll just, for the interest of the general public, we'll go through the process, see how it all works, so we could just let people know, you know? Yeah. Knowledge for the people. Yeah. So, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I know some usernames RJ might be on. <laughs> Well, if you sign up for your own account, do you get access, or do you still have to, like, see? These are the questions people want to know. Hey, the pe- if the people want to know, we got to give them what they want. Remember, dance, monkey, dance. Whatever you want us to do, we'll create content. You know somebody that's on there right, right. now. Right, and... You know how much, do you know how much it costs to subscribe to hers? Yeah, because it, she No just, names, right? We got to keep names on Right, so, yeah, I'm cruising through Instagram stories, and it, obviously, they do the whole uh, new post, link in bio every other day oh for these God. things so i swipe up yeah swipe up for my only fans or swipe up for anything and it's just Christ. annoying anyways in the interest of just knowledge as we keep saying uh i look it up and for three months you can pay forty dollars forty bucks forty dollars and that's like they have options so obviously you can pay monthly monthly is fifteen dollars for for this particular person um four months or three months flat rate was $40 and then for the year flat rate was $115 or something like that. That's crazy. So for one person you pay $108 for the year $15 a month or whatever is it worth it to you or do you like me personally? Not you personally I mean like as a just a general human being like interested in stuff like that i don't know and okay so here's my next question that we probably can't answer you pay the 40 dollars right for three months and this woman or man you know maybe men have only fans too i don't know i don't really you'd have you'd have to assume but just for conversation's sake let's say you're a man and you're you're like all right i'm gonna get only fans i saw her on instagram i'm gonna swipe up i see her username click on the link i want to see what's behind the door type thing well but here's the thing as the user, right, as the person who owns the profile that's getting the money for doing this, can you make it to where you pay extra for today's video or you pay extra to see more? Or, you know what I mean? Because that's what – I mean, there's always a catch to something, right? Like, oh, you pay $40 for three months to see me in bikinis, but you can pay $100 today I'm to sure see they... me naked or – you know what I mean? Like crazy yeah, stuff like I'm that. Sure, like, 
like anything, they have options or like this particular video is behind a paywall on it all on its own. Right. So if this is by the way, for anybody who's listening, if this is illegal, if they're doing this illegally and not filling out like ten ninety nines because they are Right, they're not an employee of OnlyFans. Potentially, I don't know. This is why we're gonna sign up and figure it all out. Potentially, not an employee of OnlyFans. You would have to be a, a sole proprietor or an independent contractor, right? If we're gonna get down to legality, well, so then where are these people filling out 1099s at the end of a fiscal year to get taxes taken out of what they're getting through OnlyFans? I think what OnlyFans is more is like the website itself is more of like a hosting just a platform like a ho- yeah like it's just a platform for this particular type thing kind of like patreon where you subscribe to I, and so I, then so, that's the other half so I that's don't know easy what that is so that's easy for only fans because they don't have to get into the dirty work of money and taxes and the, and the government they're just a hosting site and it's mm-hmm. up to the individuals to be seeking their own 10 1099s off and of the pay, income that and, they're getting right and paying their own taxes and making sure i they're square. i hope people get caught oh yeah no i ho- i hope there's going to be in about Five years in OnlyFans branch of the IRS, mm-hmm. and that's and pe- awesome. And it's gonna be it's gonna be the people who used to do it. That's awesome. So you're gonna see these ex, you know, um, hot moms or you know, hot 22 year olds that are probably still hot 35 year olds, yeah, uh, auditing you because you know you didn't pay your taxes on oh your OnlyFans. My God, I love it. What a great pastime, though. I mean, honestly, like if we're gonna like talk about our honest feelings if you're if you're unemployed at this time Mm -hmm. and you're not getting anything right now right or if you're just sitting around taking pictures anyways right i mean that's all that's all women do is just straight selfies and pictures and posting and wanting likes and all that stuff that's just the trend of women nowadays right you know the the trend trend of of humans really not to just single women out the trend of humans is they're everybody's always looking for that that uh acceptance right i feel accepted if i get 150 likes on instagram or i i feel accepted when i have a million followers or whatever and if i don't and what's sad to me is that like i know people personally that get upset or depressed you know i'm talking clinical depression because they don't feel accepted on a social networking platform and that's insane to me not to i'm not cutting them down but I'm saying that's insane to me that people are letting their lives and their their mentality be affected by something that's not real. Because what we have what we have to keep remembering here is that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah 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 blah, this that, t- TikTok, all this stuff, right? I and the only reason why I have. A, a, a very strong opinion about this is because I use that as a tool. I make money off of social media posting for my sponsors and they, they don't get recognized on this podcast because they don't pay me for this podcast. They pay me to put their name out there with a credible source, right? Cause I haven't done anything stupid publicly. I, I I'm not right. a celebrity who's shit the bed or anything like that. So I get paid to, to put their name out there to the, God knows how many followers I have. I don't really care. That's why I have an opinion on this. And it, what we have to remember is that it's not real, right? So just just picture this. If the internet crashes tomorrow and there, there's no way to get on any of these platforms, you have what's in your phone, right? Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do with it? 
now you have for anyone to see it, you have to walk up to them in person, right. which is a real human being. So you have to interact with people now, personal interactions, and show it to them. And they go, "Oh wow, you look really good." That's what we should be seeking, rather than sitting at home like a hobbit in your dark room, waiting for people to just like, 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 comment, comment, like, 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 click the link, like, 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 like. Right. Do I respect the hustle of people making money off of it? Yes. I mean, we know TikTokers that make millions of millions of dollars a year off of doing TikTok. They don't have to work, right? They like I know people that sit on YouTube all day. They stream video games and make. 60 70 grand a year off of playing video games some of them are good some of them are not they still make money but we what we forget as humans is that that's not a real thing right you and i go to work we go do something with our hands with our brains with our eyeballs and 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 complete an object right for something right that's real and we have to remember what's important. And I think, you know, a- as much as this stupid virus pandemic thing that's, you know, hurting society, I, is it hurting? Is this going to make us a little bit more aware of what's real and what's not because we have time to reflect? Or because we have these booming social media networks, is it going to make it worse? Right, because now yeah, people I, are finding more ways to make money, or they're trying, they're more creative ways to be on the internet and do something with it. People working from home, are we going to see more transitional work from home positions? Well, see, I think what you have to understand, at least just for this particular case with everything, is it was very abrupt that people were told to stop going out, not necessarily going outside, but stop going in being in large groups stop mm-hmm. interacting with people stop unless you're like doing something important stop Essential. going to work yeah so it it really cut off all social inter- interaction with people mm-hmm. so i think whenever this gets lifted all the lockdowns and whatever it's there's going outside doing stuff and meeting people and having plans and not blowing off plans to just sit inside and watch netflix is is going to be more it's going to happen a lot more i i really hope so i i hope we get that I mean, right before all this happened, people, like you said, like bailing on plans, not going and doing stuff, like canceling, like, eh, I, I'm just going to kick it at home because I had a hard day at work and this week sucks. I'm going to stay in for the weekend. Right. We're not going to see that for a long time because obviously, I mean, this is not going to last forever. It, it's no. just not. But, I mean, we're thinking this could potentially last and what is it, April 1st today, we just got extended from April 15th to April 30th on the U.S. The, guidelines. The, the United States and here in Nevada. Right. April 30th for essential biz- or non-essential businesses being shut down. Not only – and that's not only like telling people they can't go out and do stuff and they're quarantined at home. If you're not, if you're taking away non-essential businesses, people aren't out spending money. They're not out doing things. They're not right. out with people. So I think we can get a couple good things out of this. I think, like you said, people coming together after this, being outside doing stuff, is one thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just went to the grocery store probably an hour ago to pick up some beer, and like, I didn't see one human being without a mask and gloves on. Yeah, and no, there was probably a hundred people in in the grocery store. 
I, I don't know why it was busy today, whatever. And I didn't go shopping to see what's on the shelves. It's, I literally walked in, grabbed beer, and walked out. Every person I saw had a mask on and gloves. So is it gonna? Is this like a reset? Like, hey, we're not using emissions because people aren't driving around as much. Um, are people not being as gross as they normally are? Right? <laughs> they're, they're they're a little bit more mindful of what you get taught as a they, kindergartner. Cough yeah. into your fucking, or sorry, uh, cough into your elbow. Um, you know, wash your hands. All this Don't simple, touch your face. exactly. All this simple shit that we learned as tiny human beings. And we forgot. We lost that, right? Is this like a reset? Like, hey, dummies, open your eyes. Yeah, stop being so lazy. Yeah, focus here. Don't be lazy. You have to be a, a, a clean human being to survive on this planet. Because nowadays, it's 2020, dude. We have more international travel. We've got more, you know, travel from state to state. We have more human interaction because the population's growing and all this stuff. And it gets to a point where... It can't grow. It's got to stop growing, right? All these things and all this nasty stuff has got to stop growing. And maybe this is right. a, a sign. Like, dude, chill out, you know? Yeah. So hopefully we get a, a little a little cleanlier, uh, cleaner. Hopefully, um, you know, the, obviously the emissions are going down. We saw that uh, with, with actual facts. Like, I don't like to talk about stuff that's not facts. Actual facts from Italy. Right. They well, saw Italy a huge and decrease and China. They saw a huge decrease in in their carbon footprint and how the everyday interactions of humans were affecting the earth. And I think that it's not going to fix the world. I think that just whatever happens happens, right? But I think it's a good reset, you know, like hitting the reset on, on, on the PlayStation and, and letting that thing catch its breath. It, it, it kind of is until you realize the fact that there's going to be people that <laughs> that are going to be out of work for a period of time. Tough. Uh, the, uh, the unfortunate facts about this reset uh, is it's going to affect us all e- economically and everything. So. Yeah. Good comes with bad. Yeah. Bad comes with well, good. Well, and, you know, another positive thing is maybe right now people are focusing on local businesses, right? These yep. uh, corporate chains are completely shut down or, you know, minimal. And everybody that I come into contact with or see on the Internet or anything is like, go support your local business. They're still open. They're doing takeout. They're delivering, blah, 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 blah. Not only that, it's, it's not the corporate chains that are offering to pay for students who rely on. Uh, t- pay for food for students who rely on school lunch. Right. Uh, all or most of the Las Vegas local businesses who do offer breakfast or lunch during the day have stepped up and said, "Hey, uh, if you are a student, no purchase necessary, no school ID required. If you're from age whatever to age whatever, come down between <laughs> this time and this time and get get free lunch." That's good. So it's nice to see local businesses supporting us. Yeah. So we need to go out and support local businesses. Right. So remember that everybody, when this all, when this whole thing gets done and you want to go, you know, party your dicks off and stuff, like go to the local bars, go, go to your homies bar, like Mm -hmm. go, go eat at a restaurant rather than McNaldo's or whatever nasty bullshit food chain or or whatever. Or if you don't want to eat out, go get takeaway from, from a local restaurant because they've all switched to that. So now they know they're able to. So maybe we'll see a lot more takeaway type options for everything. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this a little bit like back home. uh, 
tourists are everything to my hometown and my and the surrounding area because we don't have the person per square miles that we do out here, right? So there isn't a plethora of things. Like out here, you can have nine different businesses cut your hair in two and a half square miles. Right. Or you can have eight different insurance brokers and blah, 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 and bars. Like the list goes on. All in a mile, a square block here in Vegas, you can have 20 businesses. Some place – like – Rhinelander probably has a hundred businesses, right? Big drawn out time, town. Nine thousand people live in Rhinelander, my hometown. So what I saw, like damn near immediately after this, like essential business only kind of thing started to f- come to fruition. All these bars, especially my like a lot of my homies' bars, were like, "Hey, like you can't come in here, but we're still here. We're making food. It's only me and." whatever we're here we're making food um swing by pick it up call us we'll make it swing by pick it up and if you need to take out a sixer a quick six pack take home they'll do that oh that's right you know and as long as it's a sealed container they follow all the state and local laws um it's all legal beagle so like uh birchwood and twin pines uh, both my homies like I have real close friends that bo- own both of those bars in my hometown. They immediately were like, "We're gonna make food and do takeout drinks or beers or whatever you need." Now, are they doing sealed cocktails? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Wisconsin has been doing that for years. Well, okay, so we had in Vegas there was, or maybe not Vegas, but maybe it was Arizona or something like that. California or, started it first, actually, out here. Uh, well, we don't have that. <laughs> we had. <laughs> Uh, a drive-through daiquiri place, I think, for six months. Mm-hmm. It made the news, and then it ceased to exist shortly thereafter. Uh, um, it's yeah. not a very uh, inviting thing due to the amount of drunk drivers that but it's, are they, a they, thing. They put it all on the responsibility of the drivers because yeah. they give it, it. I believe the deal was like here it is in a sealed bag, yeah. and then the drinks themselves are sealed, and then you sh- the straws are outside. So yeah. you're like, oh, it, I – drink it because it was started to yeah. leak no there's no it's it's almost like giving them a gun and the bullets in a separate bag right you know what i'm saying like that that's your own problem you got to deal with it yeah now don't go shooting nobody don't go yeah. drinking this in the car yeah but we got to make our bread because that's what we do that's a that's that's the the moral of the story it's not people doing things that are bad it's people are making their bread and figuring out ways legally to no, do it and i respect the hell out of that right it's cool yeah I'm sitting like a Don over here, like a like a Don Cheeto, like like a mob boss. And if I don't do a backflip and land on my head by the end of the show, well, I will be shocked. You said you were going to flip out mid-show, and I called it early show. So we'll see what happens because I don't know if where we're at right now. You know? Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I guess I'll touch a little bit on sports. I won't spend too much time on it. Obviously, everybody and their mother knows everything under the sun Here, has yeah. been canceled. Yeah. Sports are canceled yeah. till further notice. Yeah. Uh, what's cool is all the virtual sports that's yeah. happening. That's cool. Um, I still hate it. It drives me nuts. Um, I've gone into a deep, dark depression without sports because that is one of the most consistent things in my life. No? Um, the first to go was NBA. Immediately said, absolutely not. That was, We're shutting uh, it down. 
close to that ja- the Jazz players uh, testing positive. Yeah, so ja- so the Utah Jazz had a couple players, the Brooklyn Nets had a couple players, and the LA Lakers had a couple players test positive. All COVID, right on top of each COVID, other. COVID, all right on top of each other. Now, there's a ton of conspiracy theories that say people are getting paid to say they have it. Teams are getting bonuses to say that they're doing the testing. I don't know. I don't really care. That's not – I don't get into all that. It's stupid. You're wasting your time getting all worked up over that. If they have it, they have it. They got over it. Nobody nobody that we know has, has passed away from it. Nobody that we know in the sports world has passed away from it. Um, Joe Diffie a couple days ago, um, he's a country singer, old school, old head country singer, sings a, a pickup man. It's a great tune. Yep. Uh, something about propping me up beside the jukebox before I die. I think he did that one too. Um, he passed away. Apparently, it was due to the coronavirus. As much I believe that as much as I believe in unicorns and fairy tales. <laughs> but yeah. um, rest in peace to him. Uh, he was a iconic country star. It sucks. Um, but like I said, um, the Olympics got pushed back to 2021, which is a very smart move whether whether this is it uh, so you can ask yourself every single day how serious is this right because we don't have real facts who do you believe the media blew it up the media is reporting how do you believe what's true or what's not yeah, you true? gotta take everything with you with, gotta take you know like you say every day like take it how you want that's it like take it how you want it's yeah. not what i'm telling you it's what somebody else is telling you and you take you you intercept you. You take that information. You chew it up, and yeah, then you, you go to your reputable government. Like we say, government-ran website, but like WHO or the CDC, which website, is the World Health Organization, and, and the, the CDC center, is the Center of Disease Control. Right. Um, you go to their website. You see what their information says. Uh, make your and then draw. You you kind of got to draw your own conclusions. Um, yeah, and you would have to assume that these human beings that are getting paid a lot of money to make these consistent calls and protocols on how to operate day-to-day know more than you, right? You would have to assume that they know more than you. That's what I do. If you're working for the CDC or the WHO, you probably know how a world pandemic operates and should operate better than me, who has zero clue about how any of that shit works, other than I know how a germ can go from one human being to the next, right? I mean, mean, it's safe to assume they know more than you. Generally, they're doctors. Yeah. Above that, they're epidemiologists, which is you know specialists in Good epidemics. Pull. Damn, look at you, boy. And stuff like that, or, or, or infectious disease people. Or they're, they're very specific uh, groups of people and doctors and scientists that all work there. And I mean, they've spent these, their entire lives studying. Yeah, and they're the smartest people, yeah. supposedly. I mean, we've yeah. never met them. So if they tell you to stay at home, wash your hands, don't kiss strangers, don't don't rub your butts on door handles or gas gas handles, then don't do it. Yeah. Stay at home, chill out, wait for them to tell you it's clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, Christ. If you have to go out for food, just don't cough in people's face. If people it, are coughing, don't go don't go up and, like, interact with them. Exactly. Don't interact with people. It's and, okay, before I keep going on sports, the slapdicks that go to Florida on their spring break during the coronavirus should all be stoned to death. They're idiots. We told you not to go out and do it, and now all of a sudden there's a spike in coronavirus positive tests from people who went on spring break and didn't listen to the rules. Weird, dumbasses. 
there's your stooge of the week. There's your there's your sellout of the week right there. Brad Chad. Yeah, Brad Chad. I don't know Trevor. Trevor's a good white, old, young white spring break stereotype. Chad, Brad, Trevor, all the roofie dudes that want to take advantage of women and party their oh, dicks off and do God. coke. It's stupid. It's the worst. Um. Okay. So Olympics were canceled. Uh. Pushed back a year. Twenty twenty one. I'm so excited. I was so excited for the Olympics. I'm a huge Olympic nerd. Um. Hopefully, um, we do a three-year – so after that – so the question was, well, they pushed it back a year, so now are we going to go four years, four years, four years? And what I'm hoping that they do is they do the, you know, the Tokyo Olympics next year, 2021, and then they shorten it a year, right? Do the next Summer Olympics three years from that date and then get back into the four-year mode. We've been doing four years forever. Since the uh, the Greek? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it was all Greek like, and Roman times yeah. when this all began. Athens. Yeah. But I think the uh, they have to, even though it's pushed back to 2021, they have to act like it's still in 2020. Because um, even though we may not know it, there's going to be people coming off uh, uh, drug suspensions and things like that right. in 2021, early uh, early year 2021, people are going to be coming off their suspension. Well, Russia's eligible. In, Russia's always in question, right? Right. They're well, I don't know if they're even allowed to participate in the Olympics. Well, yeah, well, and I don't know how long they had a suspension. I believe that's why there's independent athletes of Russia. Russia, right? And I believe that there was a set date on that suspension of Russia mm-hmm. holding yeah. a place in the Olympics, and it might end there. It might not. I don't know, but. Okay, what Russia's doing, they were already shit-canned from last Summer Olympics and last Winter Olympics. What makes you think they're going to stop feeding? They're, they're Literally, they're pumping all of their athletes with all of the illegal substances. Well, it's a, it's a, it's What's going to make them stop? Well, not only that, it was government-sanctioned. So it is the high, highest – it's like Putin said, hey, give those guys steroids. <laughs> ah, we That's win what the happened. So now we have they have eight years, nine years now, yeah, uh, to figure out how to hide this properly, yeah, and get skirt the uh, regulations. So maybe we'll see some just superhumans, <laughs> radioactive. Holes, I mean, uh, one could flash only hope. something if if we're if if they're gonna do it, do it right. I want to see the Flash running the hundred meters. Yeah, you know. I want to uh, see the Hulk, Green pick Hulk up guy, the, yeah. yeah, doing doing all of the the heavy weightlifting yep. stuff. And well, and and here's the thing: I've been arguing this ever since I I had a a capable brain inside of me. We we watched the Olympics, and, and we watched the Olympics with average, like we're watching it as if they're average human beings doing these insane things. As as average human beings, we're watching these people thinking that they're average human beings. And if you are doing that, you are blind. You are stupid. Because the people that are in the Olympic Games that go there are the top 1% of humans who are athletes because we've seen people go from a professional sport right, that get paid millions and millions of dollars to play that sport, go to the Olympics, and get bum-rushed by others. Because these people are eat, 
breathe, sleep Olympics. Eat, breathe, sleep Olympics, repeat, repeat, repeat. Since they're a child, they're bred for the Olympic Games to be better than any other human on the planet. That's what the Olympic Games were for. And we sit there eat, stuffing our heads with Cheetos, or Oreos, and Mountain Dew thinking that we can go do that. That's why it's on TV, right? It's not going to happen. So why don't you just let these people be the best human beings on the planet, right. open it up, wide open, let her go. Well, I now, mean, let's the only reason let's why have that's classes, you know, let's 100 meters, 100 meter S. No, steroids, don't even do know? that. Don't even do that. The Olympics, you don't get paid for gold, gold medals. You get endorsements from right. sponsors and you I think I think you get a check from the the government from your country, but it's not very much, right? Well, it because I think that's just more for like living costs and things because technically or how it used to be is they weren't allowed to be professional athletes. And right. I know for some things they make dream teams now right. and for some things they definitely are not professional athletes. Right. They can't. So for that, it was, you have to pay your bills somehow. Right. So here's, here's something. But what I'm saying is, is like leave everything alone with the NFL, the UFC, like leave that alone because that needs to be sanctioned because they are professional athletes in a league with other professional athletes. But this is the Olympics. Let it go, baby. No restricted plates. Wide open. Let them go. Let's see what happens. Let's see how much stuff you can plumb into a human being and see if they really can run a 100-meter dash in 0.7 seconds. See, here, here's uh, just I know to be the, ar- <laughs> the other side of this argument. Um, but the children... Yeah, and and humans aren't supposed to have that injected into their bodies. Well, not even that. Right. Like you skip the whole. You're, they're not supposed to inject that into the human bodies. The first argument you're gonna get is is from somebody who's concerned about their child, watching the Olympics and sees this guy who does steroid cycles six months out of the year, mm-hmm. um, and is ripped and like you said runs the hundred meters in a mi- or a, a second flat, uh, and is like, all right, cool. Hey dad, let's let's go get some roids and we're gonna do it. They don't parents don't wanna do that with their kids. <laughs> and they don't they won't they don't wanna introduce their children to that because you know, steroids are dangerous. Yeah. Well, me being me, um, I'm gonna give a little PSA, public service announcement, to anyone who's watching. Watching? What are listening. they staring at their phone? Yeah, listening. Um if you're sitting on the couch watching the Olympics, looking at your child, thinking that they're going to be the next Olympic star, guess what? They're not going to be. Unless you were pre- you yourself were previously in Pretty the much, yeah. Excellence yeah. is bred from excellence. And the, like I said before, these are the top 1% of human beings, okay? Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with brains or how smart they are. They can build a supercomputer or Elon Musk, an alien traveling planets and interstellar dimensional travel. These are the top 1% of us, of humans, right? What a human body can or cannot do. You either win or you lose, okay? If you're sitting on the couch thinking that the it, the, the little child next to you, the beautiful child that you have procreated with someone else to make, if you think that they're going to be an Olympic star, you're wrong, okay? If you're also thinking that they're going to be a NFL wide receiver, you're probably wrong, okay? You could probably – that one's far more achievable because there's way more 
uh, NFL players than there are Olympians. Yep. I, I would say there's an equal amount of NFL players, and that is just American players. Yeah. So not like a worldwide premier soccer league or anything like that, just American sports. I would I would say there's probably an equal amount of professional NFL players to Olympians. Do you know anybody who's been an Olympic athlete personally? No. So I know I know one. Right? I know I know a shit pile of people. I know one human being, Nick Baumgartner. He's from Upper Michigan. I don't know if he was he's from Iron River or uh, Bark River or something. But Nick Baumgartner, he actually raced um, a pro light and short course for a while. That's how I got to know him. Uh, worked on his truck a couple of races, uh, a couple seasons. He went to the Olympics. He's a snowboarder, okay? Professional snowboarder. Uh, the racing, the downhill racing. Yeah. And I believe. I don't think he got a gold medal. I think he got a silver or bronze. But he medaled. But he medaled. I'm. I don't. And you. I hope you guys fact check me on this, but I believe it was like 2008 to 2010 or something. In that range is when he went to the Olympics, and medaled. And he went back again after that at the next Winter Olympics. And I don't know. I don't remember how he did then. I only see him twice a year at Crandon for the short course races. Um, but that's the only human being I know. And like I said, I know a lot of people. And that's not me sitting here stroking or fluffing. I'm just saying I know a lot of people. And that one human – and I'm lucky, right? I'm lucky yeah. to know someone who has been to the Olympic Games so I can talk about it and have a cool story because he's a super rad dude. He's goes a million miles an hour just like I do. Um, well, if you hang on, let's if you want to talk about cool stories at the Olympic Games, we should probably have Drew and CJ and Kelly I, come in, yeah. and talk about their visit to the 1996 Atlantic Olympic Games. I, I we're we're gonna try and get that to happen, um, because I want all three of them there, because I believe CJ was like I don't know, ten or something that which would have made Kelly like fourteen or something and around there. To, to just be clear, they were on separate trips. They weren't traveling together, as far as I understand. Uh, I could be mistaken. I don't. I but thought I don't, they went. I thought their aunt and uncle took them because they're from there. Well, or I know. Drew I know long. Drew's aunt and uncle live in um in Atlanta, and that's why he was there. I don't recall why uh, CJ and Kelly and I believe Holly were there. Mm, okay. Obviously, all there for the Olympics, but yeah. Hopefully, so we're gonna try and get people in here that we know have super rad stories and talk. I know Drew's one of them. That's gonna have to be its own episode because he goes. He goes like On a tan. son of a gun. <laughs> he just goes ham, and he's got a lot of really good stories I think you guys will enjoy. Um, but before we start getting into more stuff, just to finish up the sports, um, everything's been canceled. Everything's shut down. There's talk of uh, – well, there's still NASCAR races, but they're virtual. Um, it's right. all that iRacing and, and stuff. It's pro pro-invitationals. So yeah. Uh, not all NASCAR racers are required to race, which is cool because you get some of the iRacing guys who are top, top level iRacing guys, mm -hmm. um, who just race, you know, from their living room or office or whatever. Yeah, are racing against Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson, yeah. which is a cool experience. And that's super rad. And I wish that we that that I still had the sim around because I feel like I could probably make a run at it. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I could get in and and get to the Pro Invitational that's on FS1 and. NBC Sports or something like that. I don't know. No, there's been – well, they had the NASCAR. There's been IndyCars. Uh, I saw um, 
Actually, tonight, uh, a, a buddy of mine, Ty Majeski, he comes from the lacrosse area, I think, in Wisconsin. Um, he qualified for the nationwide uh, virtual race. Really? I don't know how he did. And then he's racing tonight as we're on this podcast. He's racing in the World of Outlaws Pro yep. Invitational. I, I follow iRacing on uh, Facebook, and I see they, they have races pretty much every night. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's really cool. If you're not into racing, you probably think it's boring. Um, I don't really give a shit. Uh, skip through it, but um, whatever the case may be. Huh? I got pissed, man. Well, okay. Well, I'll just run it for a little bit. Go ahead. Um, so while he's gone, I'll finish up on sports. <coughs> uh, the NHL is probably one of the saddest things that uh, I've encountered in a long time. NHL being stopped just moments before we got into playoff hockey. Right now, we'd be in the heart of playoff hockey. Um, it's tough. I, I, I don't see them coming back uh, in the same fashion because, obviously, if you're skating, you are skating at your own discipline. You can't be with the team. They've said absolutely no team workouts, no team practices, no nothing. Um, I would. It would be safe to assume that teams are – doing online uh, meetings and stuff to stay relevant and, and stay up on their gameplay and, um, you know, making adjustments for whenever this thing does go back. If this thing gets extended again, um, I, I, can, I can see, you know, all these uh, sporting organizations saying, we're done. We're going to skip it like they had to back in, uh, oh, God, 1941, 1942, World War II. Uh, they had another one, the Spanish flu in 1917 around World War One times. Um, I could see them uh, saying no. On. I believe the only time the Stanley Cup wasn't actually played for was during the World uh, World War One. Yes, World War One. That um, was the only time it wasn't actually competed for. Yeah, and um, they did – I was I was reading something the other day. They did something to figure out who the winner was, and I don't remember who. I don't remember what. But um, thanks for the beer, RJ. Um, yeah. I I can foresee the 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 NBA saying we're done for this year. Uh, reset, get back in the mode because they're an off season of the NFL and all that other stuff. Um, I could see another extension shutting down the NHL. What's really interesting, <clears throat> whether you're a sports fan or not, um, most people have a, a general consensus on how college football and professional football work. You know, they, I, I mean, everybody knows a college, you know, Division One colleges have a football team. Right. And the, the top humans from that go into the NFL. What's really odd is that we're pushing all this back because of this coronavirus we're getting to that point where and, and by the way the NFL has been acting as if nothing's wrong which i respect they keep they're they're staying true to their their trades um, getting ready for the draft they're obviously not going to do the draft in person which is supposed to be here in Vegas yeah. thank the gods above but um, they're going <laughs> to do it all um, you know online all that stuff yeah. raiders stadium still on schedule yep raiders state everybody's still working um, with they're doing everything they're supposed All to be doing. All the PPE and everything. Yeah, PPE and OSHA's there every day. Three, um, three inspectors a day. Really? Every day, making sure, yeah, because it's such a big deal. Um, 
What's going to get very interesting, though, is college football is going to be the first to say no football for 2020-2021 season, okay? Because they get their regular season done in 2020, but their bulls and their championships are in 2021. That's why most sports things say the champion of the 2020-2021 season, okay? College football is going to shut down before the NFL does because they're a school. Schools get treated with uh, a little bit more sensitivity well, because schools are already shut down currently. Exactly. Um, and, you know, schools have so many people on campus doing campus things. The NFL does not. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to see if the college football shuts down. What's the NFL going to do? Because, you know, there's a large percentage of turnover in the NFL on the lower scale of the salaries that only they're only in the NFL for a year. They come out of college and they're there specifically for a practice squad fill in potentially special teams, a starting spot, blah, 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 blah. Right. The, the, the draft from the college level is a huge deal for the NFL. And if the, if the colleges say, right, if the NCAA says, nope, we can't do it, um, they didn't get to work out all summer, so why would we put our athletes at risk for injury? Because if you can't work out all summer, you can't do your team practices, right. and you try and play, everyone's going to be injured or hurt, and you can't put the, the, the kids' uh, careers at risk, right, because some of them are going to make careers out of this. So, yeah. well, so just on that – the co it's not like if if the NCAA cancels football, that's all they're canceling. They're not canceling school. No, 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 no. So these seniors are still gonna graduate. Yep. So and and now you're gonna make seniors that year not have a chance to get in the NFL, right? Right. Well, I'm they're they're gonna have a chance to get in the NFL, but they're gonna be. There's going to be no improvement from their junior year. And if they if they stumbled on their junior year stats and and are proving at the end of the year going into the off season and and expecting improvement coming into the 2021 season, then they're never going to make it. Yeah. That that's what's going to happen is there's going to be this this chunk of co collegiate players that aren't going to make it in the NFL because they don't have the money, the time or the resources to continue to be an athlete like the NFL players can. Right. They are there. They're always going to be NFL players until they retire, whether the season's happening or not. They're still going to be at the top tier of, of athletes. And you're going to see a, a gap in where college players aren't getting in the NFL. But that's where you're going to see the XFL, if it comes back, which I'm sure it will because it was a huge hit, that's where you're going to see a lot more interactions with the XFL to get these guys back in, back playing football, right? back into the, the, the notions of, of football and how you <clears throat> operate with a team every day. And that'll be the – that'll solidify the XFL as being a stepping stone into the NFL, and that is – that's going to be huge. not necessarily a stepping stone, but another option. Mm -hmm. to, if you did yeah, make you it, make then you could also go and then can come back <laughs> to the NFL. But yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, Wimbledon just got canceled, I believe today. Um, that's a huge deal. 
Um, before we end sports, I kind of want to do a cool little thing. I don't know if it'll work out. Tell me if you hate it. But I wanted to do just like a swipe down on the I phone, like a random swipe down on the phone and talk mm-hmm. about like these sports notifications that are there because you don't really <laughs> know, right? Because my phone gets Bleacher Report, NFL, NBA, NCAA, hockey. Like my phone just goes off nonstop just for sports too. So I wanted to do like if you open up your iPhone or whatever, I only know how to run an iPhone. If you unlock your iPhone right now and do it while you're listening along because maybe some of them will match up. That will be kind of cool thing. But open your iPhone, unlock it, and then swipe down from the top, and it will bring your notifications that you've gotten in the last day. So right now I've got um, Bleacher Report reported 15 minutes ago. The Cowboys finally, and I've been following along very Religiously, I know RJ's not a huge sports guy, but the Cowboys just signed Alden Smith. He's a 40-49, uh, former 49ers player um, and the Raiders, made the Pro Bowl as a defensive end. He's getting one year, $4 million with Dallas. That's a cool thing. Um, he's a very good player, kind of slept on a little bit. Uh, we've got Twitter news for you. Treasury reverses on tax return requirement for some to get $1,200. That should be interesting. Okay. Um, uh, TikTok telling me that I'm not creating TikToks. Uh, calendar telling me it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to be another year older. Quarter century tomorrow. So my life is ending at a very rapid rate. You have your birthday in your calendar? No, it. Uh, everybody's birthday on Facebook comes oh, up on my phone. I was gonna say even my own, which is yeah, no, mine does too. It's was, terrible. I hate it. That's how I remembered it last year. Yeah, um, we've got Wooden Awards finalists: Kansas Udoka, Azubuiki, and Dayton's Obi Toppin are among finalists. Um, college basketball. Um, they're doing uh, simulations online for Madden. So they're taking games. They're taking like uh if you go on to Madden the the game, uh Madden twenty is out right now on PlayStation Xbox. Um they're doing the Bleacher Report is working with ESPN and they're doing these sims of games. So they're like right now they're taking like um old school teams from the late eighties, early nineties because they're like Madden All Stars or like OG teams and they're simming them okay. together, and then they're, like, putting it out there live for everybody to watch. And it's kind of cool. Interesting. Um, today was Walter Payton versus Barry Sanders. Kind of a cool matchup. Uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania 36 uh, is coming up. It will go on with no one in the crowd. So just Wild. let's pause on WrestleMania real quick. Uh, I, don't, I think that's the only thing that's not going to stop because – a guy literally died yeah. in the early, not even like in the main match of the night, in the preliminary matches of the night. He died mm-hmm. on his entrance, and they still had, you know, I don't even know who came out. Yeah, I don't know. And they, that's what ended up happening is they didn't come out. Is they, they both walked out, didn't do the whole I hate you, you hate me intro <coughs> thing. Walked out center stage and then tapped out and walked out back immediately. Yeah. So it's just. Dude, it's a wild sport. I mean, they just don't give a care because they, well, they're just savages, you know? Right. Like, and to say it's not a sport or it's not, it's very physical. It may be rehearsed 
but it, it's still dangerous and, yeah. and they get injuries and they hurt each other and they hurt themselves hey, and people pay to watch it yeah so sport it is what it is you know it's entertainment yeah it's entertainment um Next on the list, uh, Dalvin Cook. He's the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Had a huge year last year. Oops. Had a huge year last year. Um, I wanted him to be offensive MVP of the year because he's such a humble guy. He worked his ass off. Went from, you know, started from the bottom, now we're here kind of thing. Um, he released three hours ago. He was going to donate his earnings from Madden. So all these professional players get a kickback check from Madden for the use of their name and likeness. And he's going to donate all his earnings to the Minnesota Hospital uh, District uh, for personal protective equipment, um, which is – dude, like I like almost just got the chills saying that because I have so many friends in Minneapolis, um, lower Minnesota. And I, I know a couple people that are going through tough times – Medical-wise, has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but they still have to go and get treatments and shots and stuff like that for chronic illnesses and right. stuff like that. So um, I know they're slammed. I know every hospital in the country right now is slammed with this. Either people are freaking out about it or people have it, um, all that stuff. Thoughts and prayers and a huge thank you to all the people who are working in hospitals or any sort of work like that. That's an essential job. Uh, you guys are putting in the OT hours, and I hope you get a 30-day quarantine after this is all done just so nobody bothers you. you get a break. And I hope it's a paid vacation, honestly, yeah. because you're what's keeping this country together. Otherwise, everybody would be dying. Everybody would be freaking out, having heart attack. Like, n like you got to realize they're not just there for this coronavirus thing. They're also taking care of people that they're, have problems other than the coronavirus. Like the guy who, who ran into the back of the bus last night. Exactly. Other things are happening right now as Exactly, because well. I think people are like, oh, the coronavirus is happening. People don't have cancer anymore. Bullshit. Right. All these things that we had before, all these problems, these issues, these health problems, they're still here. They're still happening. So thank you to everybody that's doing that. That Dalvin Cook thing is huge. I don't know how big that check is. Um, I'm sure it's more than what we make, but, uh, that's really cool. Um, recruiting shutdown for the NCAA is, uh, extended through May 31st, which is, uh, that's a big deal. Uh, it'll probably be extended further than that. Cause if, if they're recruiting for the NCAA, then they're going to high schools. Yep. I know a lot of high schools are closed for the rest of the school year now. They're going to these people's houses and meeting with the parents. Right. You know what I mean? That's a... Being a recruiter is a very hands-on, 1v1 position, and it's just so involved. So it's not surprising, nope. but it is what it is. Uh, Bleach Report put out a ranking today on the, the most hostile college football environments. Um, I didn't get time because I went right from work to, to doing this. I didn't get time to look at it, so that'll be pretty interesting. Um, they're also doing a PS5 versus Xbox Series X. <laughs> poll they're talking about the greatest franchises of all time meaning sony versus microsoft i don't even know the specs on either one ps5 i don't think anything that's that's put out right now is legitimate except for some of the specifications on xbox series x and the fact that the playstation 5 will have the capability to do to do up to 8k when 8k gets done right which will probably be at the end of the playstation 5's career <laughs> at um, this rate. well we'll see yeah we'll see I mean, you're not um you're not 
get it. You're, well, you're not seeing 4K in everything right now. So right, and and I think part of that has to do with the fact that it's it's just pricey, and right. well, to, to create twice. it, yeah, is that much more difficult. So little tech talk. I try to do this once an episode. Little tech talk. I'm sure many people know what 8K, 4K, 1080P means, but when you're looking at a TV screen, you're not looking at a a, a picture of something. You're looking at something. Uh, an image or a motion that's created by millions and millions of squares that are colored, right? The programs or the the operating device that's inside of these televisions, gaming consoles, DVD, whatever the case may be, is a translator, essentially, that's taking this written code coming in, telling every single square what color it needs to be and the rate that it needs to change. So when you're most of your TVs that you guys own that everybody owns nowadays is 1080 max. They go well, they, you know they, 480, 720. Well, there's a a lot. So as you, we just said, 4K is pretty popular on the like high end thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, you want the best of the best? This is 4K. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But an average everyday yeah. human being's TV is 1080 nowadays. Well, that, yeah, it's getting to that point. And then even if you have the 4K TV, you're probably you're watching still getting it, it through 10 1080. Yeah. yeah. Because you have to have something that can do it. Like for all of you gaming nerds out there, if you have a PlayStation 4, you're not there's you can't have 4K. If you have a PlayStation Pro. The PlayStation 4 Pro, the second version of the PlayStation 4, that can do 4K. Then you have to have the TV to be able to operate it. Right. Now, back to the tech talk, all these tiny little squares are getting told what color to be because a video is not it's not mo- like it's not moving if you think about it. These squares on your TV are changing colors at a certain rate to create movement. And that's all written in code, and it is insane. It's insane to think about. Like, I'm a huge nerd for stuff like that, like learning how things operate and work. It's crazy to think about. So, um, that's 4K for you. And we're going to have 8K. So, again, to add on the tech talk a little bit. The, the 480, 720, 1080, 4K, 8K, 10K, 20K, that's how many individual squares are on the square inch of this TV screen that you're looking at. Right. So. The pixels. The pixels, right? We all That's the word you want to get down to. The more pixels you have, the better quality, the better movement, the right? The sharper the image. The sharper the image. So now we're up to 4K. Now we're going to get into 8K. You know, and that's we're not even talking about 3D stuff, right? We're not, we're not, like, I won't talk about it because I don't know how it operates. I don't know how it works. I, it, it, 3D as a consumer at your home, I don't think it'll be very popular for quite. No, I don't want to say quite. It some was time. for a little bit. I it, think it got it hot. W- it was. I think it was popular because it was that thing that some people could have and some people couldn't. Like it was, oh, you have to buy the four thousand dollar TV and the the two hundred dollar glasses, and it, it, then that's the only way you watch it. Right. So it kind of became like a status symbol, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that good. Yep. And not everything's in three D, so you're buying this expensive ass TV to watch two or three three D movies, and then everything else is 
yeah. you could have got the four grand or whatever it is. Right, you could have got the six hundred dollar TV that was eight inches bigger. Yep. So you know, um, I'm gonna finish up a couple more on my swipe down report for the day. They had a FIFA Cup simming began today, so they're starting from where the last of the season rankings are. They're going to sim up to the Cup, see what happens. I think it's pretty cool. By the way, they did have a college basketball, a little hometown proud right now. Wisconsin Badgers, according to ESPN simulation, won the March Madness tournament, which <laughs> means they are the NCAA college basketball national champions, baby. Let's, right, go. let's go on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. I don't know the rest. Uh, Lillard Dame. Uh, <laughs> so the so they did a re- he's basketball um, NBA. Uh, they did a report. Singing. I don't know who did the report because I'm not opening. Remember, I'm just reading the notification that's on the swipe down. Uh, some media outlet reported that he wanted to leave Portland for L.A., and it was an April Fool's joke because today's April first. Oh, they should have skipped that this year, but they that's probably should have skipped that because all of 2020 is a joke. But he called out the Lakers' report on it, like he went after him apparently. So really? I can't wait to swipe on that later. Uh, you on should tonight. just let's let's just click on that one. All right. Uh, let me just. I'm gonna scroll past, make sure nothing else is crazy. Uh, Otani's pitching debut, Wimbledon officially canceled. Uh, my boy Ryan Schwabe sending me funny stuff. Crosby gets huge honor, which is what's new. All right, the rest of them are boring. We will click on the most exciting one. There it is. Open. Bleacher Report is awesome, and you can click. What's great about Bleacher Report is like. If you don't give a care about sports, you don't have to have sports come up. Like, they have a million different options on stuff you can follow. If you want to just follow racing, Bleacher Report's on it. Like, they send you stuff every day. So, uh, Lakers, (laughs) the Lakers UK actually posted it. According to various reports, Damian Lillard is unhappy with the front office in Portland and is seeking a move away from the Trailblazers. The Lakers are top of his list of preferred destinations. Lillard is keen to play alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Two fire emojis, hashtag Lake Show. Damian Lillard goes on, uh, I think he did it on Twitter. It's kind of hard to tell from this. He goes, um, do you know what today is, question mark? That's it. That's all yeah. he said. Well, I could see why he'd be a little bit upset just by the way uh, they spoke because um, they said he didn't like the front office staff. That's tough. That's a shot. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's basi- a full shot. That's basically saying, like, I don't I don't like the people I work with. I don't want to be around them anymore. Get me out of here. And that <sighs> apparently couldn't be further from the truth. I love drama. It's so fun as long Come as I'm on. not in it. Before we get out of sports, um, we have something yeah, that you, you want need to, to talk about. Let's get out. into that because this is awesome. So, actually, there's a couple different sports uh, wacky stats, oh, I guess. Oh, we'll look it. at you, guy. RJ's um, wacky stats of the week. Sure. <laughs> the first one is um, I was watching a baseball movie, and I was just curious. What was it what called? Final Season. Okay. Uh, it's about Norway High School in Iowa. Okay. Um, the 91 season, like it's 
my favorite sports movie. I could, but that's a different thing. I didn't even, I didn't even know that about you. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Are don't you opening up to our listeners right now. Yeah, if if you guys are trying to watch it, don't watch it on Amazon Prime. It's heavily edited. It's a dog. It's just don't even oh watch god. it. Oh my god, he's opening up to you yeah. guys. Look at this. I'm just trying to make sure they get the best experience if they're L- gonna l- try. Listen, listen to Arjun's looking out for you guys. He he cares about your where we hear you you're well. I'm having strokes today in aneurysms. Right. Anyways, so where so, do you watch it then? And say if you're not gonna watch it on Amazon well, Prime, see that that I didn't even watch it all the way through because the, they cut probably 40 minutes out of a uh, Ugh, hour and a half or hour 45 minute movie. Boo. So it's terrible. Anyways, um, I was just curious, what's the fewest pitches by a single pitcher before the uh, relief pitcher rule came into play? Um, in professional. In professional baseball. Baseball. Fewest pitches. By thrown a by a pitcher. starting pitcher in a complete game. Okay, so he threw all nine. Yep. Nobody else came in. Nope. To win it. Yeah, it was a shutout. Pitches. I don't. I don't know this for sure. My educated guess is fifty-five. Yeah, that's actually really close. Really? Yeah. Um, no shit. had it up and then I closed it of course oh god this <laughs> is what happened so uh, just so everybody knows this is what happens when we're not prepared well it happens when we're prepared anyways too but we just sat down and we're like we're doing this today because we can't like we just want to give you guys content and we really want to talk stupid shit about stuff so um right all right so I, I I I had to zoom back in so the fewest pitches uh by a single player in a complete game was Red Barrett 58 Three off. <laughs> August tenth, nineteen forty four. Wow. He he had two hits that didn't get out of the ballpark, so no runs. It was complete shutout on their end. Um, and then the only like th- it was a really boring game wow. to be honest. So that's incredible. Like yeah. that's that's wild, dude. 58 pitches to win a game. Right. Two hits. I'm guessing probably no errors. I'm sure they were just normal hits. I mean, it's 1944 baseball. It's not as fast pace. Right. Um, Unless you got Babe Ruth up there swinging that axe, baby. Obviously, it wasn't against Babe Ruth. It was a couple of no-name teams, I guess. Not even no-name teams. Different teams. It was the Boston Braves, which obviously are – the Braves well, moved to Atlanta, yeah. and then somebody else moved into Boston, or a new team started in Boston, Red Sox, and then yeah. uh, the Cincinnati Rat- Reds. Okay, so pretty cool yeah. stat. Wha- that's that's number one on RJ's wacky sports stat <laughs> of the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one is how many hot dogs Wayne Gretzky ate during his NHL okay and Olympic career. I actually hang on, sorry, during his hockey career. I've been a massive hockey fan for a long time, and I never knew anything about this. And, but another thing is, I'm not a big Wayne. I like I'm not a huge Wayne Gretzky nerd either. Which I'm sure there's people out there that know. Well, all you, this it was stuff. Pr- it probably would if you watched him play, or if it was your guy during, you know, when you grew up. It would probably yeah. Be he different. was pretty much done by the time I got in hockey. Right. Yeah. So. 
this is something I found on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love Reddit. By Joseph Malinsky. Big fan. Uh, so over his career, he ate 7,224 hot dogs. <laughs> 7,224 hot dogs. Now now tell him why, though. Cause, right. Because okay. he would crush a certain amount of game. Yeah. So um, he apparently, it was well known, he ate about four dogs a game. <laughs> Could you? Prior, hold on. Prior to, not like this guy after, was a during, professional prior athlete. to. Yeah. And he's horking down four dogs before the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just you guys already heard the sheer number of of dogs he ate. I'm sure he had other things going on. So he played them. in the WHL, right? Uh, so it was he has it WHA written out. Okay. Um, sure it's it was different. Yeah. Or something, or it's changed, and then Olympic NHL, also various playoffs. The stats are un- unreal. So, uh, his WHA career regular season dogs. 320. Oh, sorry. Let's start off with this. Uh, average dogs per career year, 340 hot dogs. And this is just hockey games. Not like, not what like he's, his... He's crushing six on a Thursday <laughs> in the middle of summer, you know? This is just prior to hockey games. Oh, my okay? God. 320 regular season hot dogs. In his Olympic visits, he had 24 hot dogs. Obviously, you don't play as many games. Zero dogs per goal, or uh, didn't very score, didn't score very much. So it was, you know, wasted effort, I guess. During his NHL regular season career, 5,948 hot dogs. With Edmonton, 2,700. Uh, LAK, I don't La- know. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings. With the Kings, another 2,100. Rangers. 900 and the uh, St. Louis Blues, right? Yeah. Uh, 72, so not as many. Um, in his playoffs, 800 with the NHL, 832. This is broken out per goal, assist, and point oh. here. <laughs> okay. So just to, in the playoffs, 6.8 dot one. Sorry, 6.18 dogs per goal, 3.2 dogs per assist, and tw- 2.17 per point. Okay. Jesus Christ. And you know he's eating them loaded. You can't just eat oh, no, You can't yeah, just crush here, a dog in a bun. It, it's actually, uh, he had it lined with mustard and a fat stack of onions. There you go. That's how you eat a dog. For anybody who says otherwise, you're wrong. I, I don't care. Like, I'm at, no, I don't care. If you're crushing that thing with sauerkraut on it, nah, that ain't the move. No. You get a, a normal dog. I'm not talking those long dogs. You know those long dogs that hang out the buns? Yeah, it's unnecessary. Unbelievable. Not, not a chance in hell. I don't even want a chili dog. I want a dog, mustard, but this is what could be up for debate. I'm a big honey dejeun guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say honey, honey. I was like, you put honey on your hot no, dogs? No, 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 no. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like the sweetness. Um, but honey dejeun, that's a Midwestern thing, I think. I don't think it's very popular out Dijon? here. Dijon. Dijon? Dijon. Dijon? Let me say it for the... <laughs> You're an asshole. It's Dijon. Honey Dijon. Could you spell that one out for me? Oh, God. Uh, uh, D-I. There's a J in there. 
There might be a second I, but I don't think so. O N, I think. Cool. I was just making sure you understood there was no R's in that word. But it's the J. It's it's Hungarian, yeah, no, it's, I think. Or something? You also can't say my last name. So Okay, well your last <laughs> name's You pronounce it wrong out here. I do not. Simple. It, there's a uh, well-renowned movie with my last name strewn throughout. I don't believe it. And uh, Never I believe they pronounce it the same way. No. So anyways, uh, to wrap this up, the last paragraph of this guy's thing, I'm just going to read it word for word. Let's study the, uh, the calories this man has consumed in hot dogs alone. <laughs> the average hot dog is considered to be 280 calories. A serving of mustard is 3 calories. And a cup of chopped onions has 67 calories. Let's say that he used a quarter cup of chopped onions and one serving of mustard. We have a total of 300 calories on one hot dog. Okay. He ate 7,224 of, of in that fashion. That equals 2,167,200 calories. <laughs> Just the sheer number alone is insane. Now, one ton of TNT dynamite contains a million food calories. So that's the energy. If you were to like calculate it out, the energy within a ton of TNT equals 1,000 food calories or 1 million food calories. Jeez. So throughout this man's entire hockey career, he ate basically two tons of TNT <laughs> via hot dog. Okay. <laughs> To say he's explosive is just saying the least. Yeah, it's an understatement. You know? So um, if you're younger and you have a potential to be a hockey player, there's only one way to achieve greatness. <laughs> Crush four dogs a game. Go play your heart out. Mustard and chopped onions only? Yep. All beef. All beef. No yeah. kosher shit. Well, that was exciting <laughs> sports <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Um. Hmm. What else we got? I don't know. Let's uh, Andrew McEvers. Oh yeah, listener questions. Kind of gave us some. Uh, yeah, we got listener topics. Questions. We can go into racing now because I'm sure everybody else is bored. Probably turn this thing off. Everybody else like our seven listeners. We got more than that actually. Ten. No. Well, every time we put out an episode, within a week and a half, we get about a hundred people listening. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but those are rookie numbers, guys. We gotta pump, yeah, them, pump numbers them numbers up. All right. So favorite races, courses, drivers, crazy adventures, things of that nature. Okay, so let's switch racing. this up. So hold on. Let you host this a little bit. Ask me the questions. Let's get some real, true answers from me, uh, the host Zach okay. Jordanson. So open that bad chicken well, up, or unless you remember them. I mean, the one thing I think of right now is just crazy adventures via racing. Um, one thing I have, it's not even that crazy, is I bought sunglasses off of somebody's face one time in Mexico. Um, and that, and it wasn't even like I was trying. Tell that story while I get a beer quick. We were, uh, in, in, we were in Mexico somewhere getting gas, and uh, our friend Drew had has these special edition Valentino Rossi Oakleys on. And I, d I liked them just because they were bright, uh, they were cool looking, and, you know, it was whatever. Anyways, some random 
Mexican child rolls up on his pedal bike with his homies because we had the pre-runners in the race car out there. He just wants to check him out. And he is wearing the exact same pair of sunglasses that Drew has on his head. And I'm not saying they're Folkleys. These are OG Oakleys. And I walk up to the kid in, in really bad English Spanish because I'm white. And I'm like, how much are those? And he gives me a price and I just buy them right off his face. And it's really cool because you just I, – I ended up they were legitimate Oakleys. And to run across those in the middle of Folkley Nation down in Mexico – uh, is pretty insane, and that's just you know, not a crazy, like shit was happening story, but just a story that happened. I mean, this last year we had some issues with CJ's pre-runner, um, and we had to kind of split up and go get a truck, and uh, some people had to go get a truck, some people had to stay with CJ and the pre-runner, uh, in a little town between. Uh, San Vicente uh, and Ojos, I believe it is. Um, it's a little like if you blink, you'll miss it. It has one store, three houses, and a couple branches. Um, and San Mateos, I think. It's in between San Mateos and Ojos. Is that little town? No, oh, in uh, between. You're thinking in between Valley is. Uh, well, Valley I, I could remember the name. Ojos. It's I. I remember the name. It's Independencia. Oh. Um, with uh, it's Jose, right? The mm-hmm. gas man, mm-hmm. Jose the gas man. Um, but anyways, we had to split up, and one group had to go get the truck. One group had to stay with the other pre-runner and wait for them to come back. And within minutes of pulling up to Jose's little area, he was offering to go get us food. Um, asked if we needed somewhere to sit. You know how like what happened? If there's anything he could do, and it's just crazy. Um, just a fun little story like that, how a bad day could turn into not so bad day just <laughs> with the people. He watched our forty thousand dollar pickup. Oh yeah, that was like that. That was day three <sighs> of our trip, and so we were uh, we ended up coming back through, you know, hanging out with him. Uh, we dropped off our support truck, chase truck, which was our you know an F one fifty, higher higher trim F one fifty, and we just put it in his backyard left <laughs> for the day to the coast to the pacific coast yeah we went for, across the peninsula for like 12 hours yeah. it was a solid day and we just bounced out and trusted him with his truck so it's cool to meet people like that and do things and then i played baseball with random children really oh yeah so what what would be some of your random stories um the first one that comes to mind i was uh I've 16 or 17 years old and working for the the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Schwabe, uh, running his uh, short course program with him and uh, his son, Ryan, was racing, just started racing at that time. They, so we had a, they both drove or it was just yeah, – Yeah, we had a two-car team at that point. Um, we had to load up, got everything ready. We had to go to – we had a, we were racing short course. They had a, a separate track built on part of the motocross track at Redbud. Uh, Red, Redbud, dump them <laughs> out. Um, Redbud is a very popular motocross track in uh, the lower peninsula of Michigan. Uh, it's where Motocross and Nations was held. Uh, it's just, a, it, it, like, it's one of those motocross races. If you are, like, even the slightest fan of motocross, you have to go there It's a person. wild, wild experience. It's, that race in particular is known to be wild. It's crazy. 
So what was cool is when the short course series in the Midwest was called Torque, the the off-road championship, Torque. Uh, they had a deal with Redbud that we that they would build us a short course track we could race there in the summertime when they weren't racing motocross. So we had to drive from Rhinelander, Wisconsin, which is an hour south of the border of Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So we had to drive down through Chicago, back up, not that far, but back up. Uh, you go, it's just outside of Buchanan, which is probably an hour and a half north of Chicago but around the, the bottom of the lake. And Ryan Schwabe was driving our rig that we were in, chase or towing a race car. And my dad and Scott were in a different truck. And, I mean, Ryan's driving, so he's not going to be on his phone. He's not going to do directions or right. anything. So me, I didn't print off any maps or anything. I'm like, we can figure it out. We got cell phones nowadays. You know, we got iPhones. They'll tell us where to go. So we're getting into Chicago and Travis starts slowing down and he's like, all right, well, you're the Copilito. You need to figure out how to get us, you know, through this disaster. <laughs> we're probably, we get into Chicago, I think it was like 11 o'clock or midnight and we're just going to drive straight through. It's, I believe it's like 11 or 12 hours from Rhinelander to Redbud. It's a long drive. Right. So we're going along. We get to Chicago. I'm like, all right, I got this. I was like 17 or 18, you know, cocky. I know. I know how to get there. It's fine. (laughs) I got an iPhone. Siri will tell me, you know. Right. So I go like, bring me to Redbud. Just go. We start going. We get off of the – so there's an interstate, okay? I-90 – it's either I-90 or I-94 runs – through the heart of Chicago. Is this your, like, your guys' first trip from Rhineland nope. to Redbud? Nope. No, it's not. So it's just something you've done before. Yep. Cool. I Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're fucking something up you know how to do. Yep. So I'm like, we can take the 94 right through the heart of Chicago. Chi-town, baby. Home of dog bears. And we can... Skiddly bop on through on the toll road, no problems, no sketchy business, no nothing, and scoot right on through. My dumbass goes, I don't want to sit in traffic. Let's take side roads and, and county highways. Dude, we went through Southside Chicago <laughs> and Chirac. the southwest edge of Gary. In the middle of the night, one of the sket we don't have guns. We're going to a, we're going to a race, dude. We don't have guns with it. We are going through the hood. The hood. And if you're like, hmm, those places sound kind of familiar, it's because you hear them in rap lyrics, mm-hmm. usually followed by "I shot this guy" in ex- blank yeah. area. Yeah. Well, we were driving through all of those areas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> This is not – okay, so let me tell you how we don't blend, right? You look out, and there is a group of five to ten African-American human beings around a liquor store dressed as if they were gangbangers, okay? Not going to judge them, not saying they are, not saying they're not, but we're driving like we're locals, okay? Like through – a little community 
of liquor stores and gun stores. Okay. You, obviously, midnight, uncomfortable place to be, blowing stop signs. No. Let me tell you how else we don't fit in. We're in a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar Dodge Cummins with black rims, <laughs> maroon, a enclosed a twenty-six or twenty-four foot black enclosed trailer that says, "Hey." If you rob us up front here, we also have something to rob in the back of the trailer it's as a, well. It's attached to the up here thing, right, so you could just right, leave with it. Right, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, no questions asked. Take it all. Luckily, we got out. It was fine. Like, obviously, we didn't get her. I'm here to tell the story. That was a crazy moment. The other one has also has something to do with Gary, Indiana, home of Michael Jackson, where he was born and raised. Not born and raised for a little bit, but yep, different story. I was, I was a lot younger. I think I was maybe fourteen or fifteen, and this was the beginning of the Zach wears skinny pants, skinny jeans, and Zach has flat bill hat, and Zach is wearing flashy stuff because he thinks it's cool. Same thing I do now, just not as extreme now as I was back then. Still pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. We're going to a race in Eldora. So the 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 very popular oval track for everybody right. who pays attention to racing, Eldora. We had a short course race back when it was Torque, but the early days of Torque. We had a short course race that went on the oval, off the oval, in the infield, did a couple jumps, got back on the oval, a couple jumps. That's where Jolene wrecked our uh, Pro 2 one year. Um we're on our way to that race, and Ryan wasn't – he wasn't driving uh, the race car at the time. He was, you know, younger. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just cruising along. Leave the shop late, obviously, because we're trying to get ready for a race. Everybody's late to races. That's how it is. We're cruising through. It's like I'm telling the same story again. Hit downtown Chicago at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Get to the toll. There's a toll booth when you get outside of downtown Chicago on the main interstate. I think it's 90, whatever. But you stop at this toll booth, and then once you get out, you stay on the interstate, and you can bypass all the bullshit, right. all the sketchy neighborhoods, everything. You just stay on the interstate. You cruise to Indiana, and you're, you're home-free Jethro. We get to the toll. We get out of downtown Chicago at whatever midnight one o'clock and we stop at the toll booth to pay the toll my dad was sitting in the the co-pilot seat scott was driving ryan and i were in the back seat and we're like you know we're still kids at that point but we're just hanging out talking stupid whatever having as much fun as we can sitting in the car for hours look like you were about to say having a couple beers and then i realized wish. how old you were yeah i story. wish my dad and Scott both rolled down their front windows, and it's just this pluming smell of diesel, like gnarly diesel. So <clears throat> that's a problem. You're right. not going to make it the next four and a half hours to Ohio with diesel smelling like it's it, like it literally smelled like it was pouring diesel into the cab of the truck. So Scott's driving. Scott goes. All right, well, we got to stop in the next exit and fix whatever the hell is wrong. Next exit, Gary, Indiana. Okay? 
Yeah. I'm putting these dramatic pauses in this story to make people realize how scary this town is, this city, town, whatever, when you are the whitest Caucasian ever. Coming from a thousand people three town. three other white Caucasians in the truck. Okay? And we have a long trailer that says we race stuff and a white Ford Dually. Pull off into Gary, go to the O'Reilly's. It's one o'clock in the morning, O'Reilly's is closed. <clears throat> well, we got to spend the night and fix this thing in the morning because we can't get parts. And it was, it ended up being like a return line for the diesel or something. Okay. We all, because the race trailer had a living quarters in the front. So we all just crashed in the trailer. It was easy. No hotels, no nothing. Easy. So we all pile into the camper section of the race trailer to, you know, take a nap, wake up in the morning, fix it. I lay down. I roll towards the, the wall of the camper on my little makeshift bed I had. Now, remember, I'm pretty young. You know, yeah. I don't have a whole lot of experience with traveling at this point in my life. I roll over, close my eyes, about to take a night-night. Gunshots. <laughs> Uncomfortably close to where <coughs> we were laying our heads to rest. Gunshots. The first gunshot went off. I opened my eyes. I rolled over and sat up, and Scott already had a pistol in his hand, ready to rock. This dude is <laughs> no joke. Scott Schwabby is the baddest son of a gun I know. He was ready to go. He's just sitting up in his bed, ready. He was ready. He's like, let's go. I'm like, holy smokes, guy. I don't know what to do. End up falling asleep, wake up in the morning. And uh, <laughs> my dad and Scott are working on the truck. And it's just, it's Monte Carlo after Coupe de Ville, after chrome rims, after <laughs> subwoofers, Hundred spoke everything. Dude, it was the most insane. Me and Ryan walk across the street to the gas station is like a 7-Eleven or something. That's the first time in my life I ever saw bulletproof glass with, not to mention, gunshot damage to the top of the bulletproof glass that's separating me from the cashier. Insane. Um, And then we ended up, we walked back and uh, the worst part of the whole story, well, we saw a crackhead walking down those railroad tracks. That was pretty yeah, fun. That's weird. That, I always love seeing stuff like that. But um, we get back in the truck, get it fixed, take off, get to Eldora or get to Ohio, uh, Eldora racetrack. Race is canceled. It rained. We didn't even get to race. Turn around, pack up, go home. We like stayed a night and partied or whatever and hung out. That's Turn around, went back. Yeah. Racing stories are always the best because you're you have every intention to have a perfect weekend and racing does everything in its nature to make sure that you don't have that said experience. Yeah. No, I remember not being shot at, but being shot near in TJ coming back from oh my God. 2017 Baja 1000. Uh, the year we had that weird electrical issue, like a rock bounced up through the panel and broke the, it like it broke the connection of the wire inside the, the casing, casing, but it didn't break the casing. Hmm. So we we knew we had electrical issues, but couldn't figure out where they're coming from because there wasn't any cut wires or anything like that. Right. So we were we had a bad race. 
So we're coming straight up from La Paz. Total trip ended up being 27 hours, but we're in TJ, haven't stopped for sleep or anything. Uh, we hear a loud bang out the back, and we think we had lost one of the ramps off the trailer because you know how the pins yeah. are. We just thought one popped off. So me and my dad like stop the truck in the middle of the street because it's midnight in TJ. There's nobody out. And we hop out and go back there. Nope, both ramps are still there. We blow a tire. Nope, those are gunshots. We as as more gunshots like shoot off pretty close to where we were at. <laughs> like no, 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 no. That wasn't anything with us. Let's not stop again. Holy smokes. We'll lose a ramp. We'll lose a tire. We're not stopping until we get to the border. Dude. And then uh, after that, we got pulled into secondary for some proof cups. Oh yeah, gotta love secondary. So yeah. What's the longest you've waited in the line to cross the Mex- Mexico border? Come back um, or go in? Come obviously come back. Uh, it was it was the year. Actually, I kind of got those that story confused with the fruit cups. The year me, Frankie, Shane, and Greg got pulled into secondary for the fruit cups. That we it was we had stocked up on a bunch of stuff in Costco, going down to including fruit cups and uh, like other miscellaneous snacks and stuff. And then if you've traveled internationally, one of the questions they ask you when you come back, are you bringing any fruits, vegetables, or organic items from where you came from? And we we answered no because we hadn't gotten it. We hadn't really purchased anything edible other than tacos, and we ate them right then and there. Right. So it's not like we're bringing anything, any of those Your back. fruit cups were from the United States, brought down there and bringing And them not back. only that, we had totally forgot they even existed. <laughs> So we get pulled in the secondary for some unknown reason. Guy comes up, breaks the hinge off of our cooler, trying to get it open because he, he's an idiot and doesn't know how to unlatch it. So he just rips it open, sees some fruit cups, chuckles to himself, closes it, walks off, and we're sitting there wondering what's going on for another hour and a half. <laughs> uh, and then he comes back and he's like, so where'd the fruit cups come from? Starts questioning us. We close in on having a $1,000 fine for each person because these Jesus. stupid little things from Costco in the United States. And it's just, we don't end up getting a ticket. We leave there at like 2 in the morning after sitting there, I think it was like four hours or something total from in line all the way forward. I think the longest I ever sat was nine. I think I sat nine hours coming back from either a San Felipe 250 or a Baja 500. Left at, like, after the awards on Sunday. Right. Worst mistake. Mid-afternoon. Yeah, it was mid-afternoon, late. But then there was also, like, government problems down there. So all the non-locals were going back to the States. Sat for, like, nine hours, dude. It was the worst thing ever. Well, I mean, if you even – you had issues with – how long we sat this last time we came back and that don't make me wait in line for three hours that wasn't even it it wasn't even that bad and then we me and drew started making fun of you and like dude i can't do it and you're not and you aren't used to the the hutchins way as (laughs) as we say or you as you put it uh where cj starts buying you gifts Mm. and tchotchkes from from other from the street vendors that are wondering wandering and he just sends them up to us and they're not take. They literally don't take no for an answer until you take the item they purchased. Oh my god! And then we had so many random <laughs> inanimate objects inside of that. B- light up balloons. And, and yeah, and half of them flashed. 
Jesus. If you were an epileptic in our truck, you probably would have had an issue. Yeah. Favorite race? To be at or like what? Whatever your brain thinks of first. Uh, um, I don't. My earliest race memories are probably some of my favorite with the Hutchins 10 car, and it was like the Snormant 400 mm-hmm. when they when they brought it back and Snore races back like in 2008. Yeah. When it was still kind of wild west out there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my earliest memories is. Uh, my dad trying to flag down the race car to come in for a pit and it wasn't the right it was a one car not we thought it was a ten, the t- our 10 car expecting to stop it was a one car not expecting to stop <laughs> and this was before pit pit road speeds mm-hmm. so there was no 35 it was race it was speed. a long straight op- <laughs> wide open road because that has the visibility for the pit guys and it's a long space for the pit guys to line up yeah. next to each other so um, the Hutchins car was a bright orange, near like neon orange, and then there was another one car by uh, drove by Lucky Sperm. I don't know his mm-hmm. like actual name. Similar color. Yeah. Anyways, it's literally my dad's first race with the Hutchins, so you that's the rule you have to hold the sign if it's your first race. So he's out there holding the sign, middle of the race course, not backing <laughs> down. And at a point, I look over at the, like, it's it's all the old, old heads for for them. It's uh, Ronnie and Lee Guyette and Mark was standing there. And they all kind of, like, they hear it because the 10 car had a Honda 2-liter uh, VTEC. It was badass, but it had a really specific sound. Mm-hmm. And, they like, it clicked. You could see it click in their head. It's like, that's not it. It's not the one car. Or it's not the 10 car. That's the, like, wrong car. And they yell at him. And he's belly up against a barbed wire fence, and Lucky Sperm passes him at a hundred plus. <laughs> oh, Jesus! And and oh, Rick! <laughs> and he's like, okay. My dad's got the shocked face on him because obviously shit almost went down just then. He walks back across the course. Everybody's like, yeah, no, that was the wrong course. He's like, yeah, I know. He fucking thinks. So I kind of, d- d- you know, makes light of it, sort of, and. We all moved past it, and then, uh, yeah, he walks back over to where my, my mom, me, my mom, and my sister were all sitting watching this happen, sits back down, and we watch the rest of the race. Jeez, dude. But that's my earliest race memory. That's probably, on it. it's kind of shitty to say, but that's one of my best me- race memories, just because yeah. it was so exciting, and it's the earliest one, and it's just, yeah. but it's crazy. What about you? Easy. Grandin. Well, my favorite yeah. race is Grandin Fall Run. The uh, the people, the atmosphere, the competition. Um, growing up in the Midwest, you were dying for for Fall Grandin to come because that's when all the West Coast popular guys came out to battle it out with our guys. You know, uh, Carl Renazener and um, Kyle Duke and you know all the. All the guys you got to, you didn't get to see in person. You had to watch on TV or whatever. Were you still? Were they doing the mid or the East West shootout no. back then, or is it? No, they this came is when the rules were the them. same. They were just different series. Okay. Um. And even when it was one big series at one point, when it was called Core, uh, up until 2006, Cranon was part of the national circuit, so you had to go Chula Vista, Midwest. 
Chula Vista, Midwest, Pomona, Midwest, Las Vegas, Midwest. You didn't have a choice if you wanted to run for points. It was all one series. Right. And then it started to get hairy, started to get split. Jim Baldwin left, all that bullshit. But uh, Crandon, easily 110% my best racing memories and my favorite race all in the same one. You have you have 70 to 100,000 people, spectators and campers, show up for the four or five day weekend. And 30,000 of them don't even know there's a race going on. That's right. I think last year you said there's a kid rock concert. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the fit, it was the 50th anniversary of Crandon. Uh, this past fall, 2019, they had kid rock do a live concert on the race grounds in the spectator parking lot on Friday, I believe it was, or something like that. Uh, it's just, it's wild, man. It's one of them things where, like, whether you're a racer or not even, it's one of those things you have to spectate just to see the amount of people, uh, the amount of fun that's being had. And then it gets to this racing point of it where you're seeing the best of the best duke it out at Cranon. It's a one-point, uh, I believe the official is right now like a 1.63 or 1.7 mile short course track it's the longest one there is high speeds uh, you've got to nail your setup a lot of stress there's a lot of people there's a lot of media uh, you got to do well kind of thing it's it's just if you don't know anything about it or you or if you've never done it, it's it's very difficult to explain how incredible that weekend is. And I've never, I mean, I'm going to be 25. I, I've never been there as a spectator. I've always been there working with a team or, or learning from a team ever since I was very young. I think the first Cranon I ever went to is I was three or four when my dad first took me. And I, ha I, I haven't missed a, a full one since. I missed, a, uh, I missed two spring Cranons. But I've never missed a fall Cranon since. And it's just electric as hell. And it's even it's even more exciting for me to think of it as, because uh, I'll be helping Kevin Hunograph again this year in the Allies Autism Pro 2. It's even more exciting for me to think about fall Cranon coming as a competitor because we know that the big shots are coming. And we're going to have more time on the track than them, hopefully. And we're going to have our setup. And like last year, for fall run, little no-name team, Allies Autism, you know, budget racers. Nobody knows who Kevin Honograph is. One of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Nobody knows who Kevin is. And we got the whole shot twice that weekend. Yeah. Granted, there was a restart after both, but we got the whole shot twice. Which is insane. These are the best human beings with the best crews, the most money. Because there's still a lot of money being dumped into it, even though it seems like it's kind of fading off. But there's still a lot of money being dumped into it. There's a lot of great minds behind it. We got the whole shot twice, dude. And that that's what motivates me, even if we don't win, um, to keep going to try and win. And that's why short course is so stressful and yeah and a lot of desert guys will fight me on this till the day that they die that desert's more fun and i'm not saying that desert's more fun i think desert has as a whole a little bit more family feel to it 
it poses different challenges. It does. Um, it takes a completely different driving style, attitude, driver, crew, commitment, volunteer level, budget, all that stuff. It's a whole different animal that you're dealing with. But um, the I I thrive off of stress and having not not needing or wanting to having to be the best there is at whatever I'm doing. Um, it's just that s- strong, extreme competitive nature that I've I've been blessed with, I guess. It's it, short course just fits me better because desert you you're you're there's a lot of research and development that we do as a team um, that gets you your success, but essentially you get the car ready and done and the team organized and the logistics done and all that. And then you hand it off to the driver and you say, okay, I'm going to put gas in it and new tires. You do the rest where short course has this aspect of like, you need to have very, very smart human beings in your pit, working on that truck, making adjustments to that truck. Otherwise you're a back runner. Like you can have like in the desert, this, this is one of my favorite things to not argue about, but kind of debate about with, with, with relevance and facts is that the desert you can have somebody prep your vehicle right there's a plethora of humans that can prep a vehicle that won't fall apart um if you don't have the driver you're never going to do anything um if you don't have a million miles in the desert you're not going to be dominant you know, you can be competitive or every uh, competitive every now and again, but you're not going to be dominant. In short course, you can take a guy who doesn't have that much experience in the truck, and if you have a shit pile of brains behind that vehicle, and everyone has the 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 drive to learn, like no one comes in thinking they're better than anyone else. You can create a lot of success in short course. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's only 15 minutes long compared to all day in the desert. You're making gear changes to get seven tenths or less of a second in qualifying to create a com- completely new setup for the race based off of your data pulled from practice and qualifying, making these small, minute adjustments or big, depending on where you're at, if you missed from the start. To go be competitive, not not saying you're going to dominate. You're doing all this work. You're working your ass off, and you have to be smart as hell to go be competitive. And that's that's what drive. Like talking about it right now, I'm ready to run through that wall because I'm so stoked and I'm so excited for the season to start again because of how competitive and how like how smart your brains have to be as an entire team. Yeah, I think Desert definitely offers something like that, maybe with the limited classes. I know 16 is is definitely something similar to that, where if you don't have a proper gear for for Battle at Prim versus, like, Caliente, right. if, if you're running one setup at the one race and you, you don't change it for the next, you're probably going to have a, a bad day. Right. So I can see that, but the competition's a little bit more spread out in Desert. Mm-hmm. It's not tenths of a second, it's... it's a, minutes most of the time for yeah. you know 30 seconds or something like yeah. that so it's not as close but it's still relevant because you're racing for eight hours and it comes down to eight seconds that's insane 
Yeah, I think it also falls falls more on driver skill, knowledge of the course, how your car is going to react, how hard to push it. If you don't know how hard you can push your car without breaking things, then you're not going to be at a hundred percent. You're not going to you're not going to win. Right. And in short course, we're more more worried about how hard can you push it before you fall off the cushion, or how hard can you push it before you blow the corner or something. Right. Which is a it's the same but different. And short course, I'm trying to make it to where it doesn't seem like I'm sitting here just like, go short course, screw the desert, because I love both. And, you know, I've, I've had the ability to be successful in both due to the people that surround me. Um, I, I don't want to give up either one ever in my life. But if I had to pick, man, I'm, I'm taking short course because it's – it's I don't hand it off to the driver and say see you in eight hours do do your do good do good stuff do do fast things yeah short course it's like I watched you the entire time we're gonna work on this corner we're gonna work on this corner I'm gonna make a gear change I'm gonna get you this I'm gonna get you this a little bit more throttle a little bit this a little more brakes so change your brake bias change this change this change this go out and that was just practice now you go qualify in two and a half laps okay look at the qualifying look at the data all the telemetry all this stuff okay rebuild the truck again overnight do it for day day one right because most of our races are two-day events do it for day one all right well yesterday it didn't work we only took third or fourth or whatever we need to be we're a second and a half a lap off the pace or off the leader right let's go rebuild it do it again desert you essentially got one shot right either the car stays together or it doesn't your driver keeps it together or he doesn't yeah or she does whoever's driving doesn't matter um so that's a weird <clears> – <throat> that was a weird transition, and it's still hard for me today because growing up, being involved in, in chassis and gearing, which was my – that's my specialty is, you know, chassis suspension and gearing. I'm not much of an engine guy. I know how they work. I know how I make them fast, but my expertise is that. It's kind of what I went to school for. That's what I love is, like, I don't just hand it off and say, all right, CJ or whoever I'm working with, Justin, like, seeing a little bit, like, seeing a couple hours, tell me how it was. Right. Because you, like, you go race, and then it sits, and then you prep it, and then you go test, and then you tune, and then you race. Yeah. We're like, that's what I love about short course is, like, you're so involved throughout the weekend. It's like practice, qualify, race, practice, qualify, race, practice, race. And you, you can always make adjustments and always, like, get better. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, something you probably had, like you said, you had a hard time transitioning is how little desert practice is mm-hmm. um, in general and then how little we practice. Right. Because um, I, I th- like, like, we didn't test very much all year last year. Still went out. And well, and it. I think you guys tested less before I came on board, too. Like, I think you did your shakedowns, but – like half the time, the guys who were prepping it would take it out, shake it down, right, and it would show up to the race, right. And that's, but to be co- honest, that's how it used to be in the ten car days. Is they would drop it off at Kruger's shop, um, take the motor to Croyer, Croyer, and and it would be ready on race day, and they would just show up and race it, yeah, <laughs> and kill it. So, mm-hmm. kind of goes to how it was, but it is slower paced throughout the weekend. I'll say, mm-hmm. but if if you're having issues and you have the option to fix it, 
then you you're still potentially in the race right and that's something you don't see in short course where if you have a flat tire you generally you lost right so yeah you know well you get flat tire in a short course race you're done too <laughs> now you're well, running for points finishing points right yeah um yeah i don't know I, it's 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 cool to talk about that um I like to dive into the details. That's it, it's it's fun because, like, a lot of people do stuff like what we're doing right now, and they're like, "Oh, um, so and so did this and didn't do this," and then they move on to the next thing. We're like, I think we kind of pull on a little bit more personal heartstrings when we go into details of like, "What's your favorite? Like, why do you like like what's this? What's that? Like, all that stuff." So hopefully, hopefully we get fee- uh, good feedback from this episode. Um, What's our runtime like? Do I even want to know? Oh, we're at two hours right now. Jesus, long one. Yeah. Sorry guys. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on, so hopefully they hang in there. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, next episode will probably be a solely Tiger King only. I literally cannot wait. I I'm gonna watch it again. Have not watched it yet. I've watched it. I've I I dove in head first. And I mean. For not have, for not watching anything other than the trailer, I know a surprising amount of yeah, what happened there. It blew there. up on social media. <laughs> so so I'm, for everybody I'm kind that of excited doesn't know see. what we're talking about, Tiger King is a Netflix original. Uh, it's a seven-episode document, dramatic docu series on a man who created his own tiger slash exotic zoo slash many other things circus down in oklahoma and without giving any spoilers if you haven't seen it go watch it because it is the most electric insane crazy turn of events sort of edge of the seat what the hell is gonna happen next deal i've ever watched if and if you have watched it let us know uh what to wait for i guess and what to kind of rewatch and just pay closer attention to absolutely because i'm gonna rewatch it because i'm sure i mean obviously we missed stuff the first time we watch it but i i don't know i've watched i just i don't want to start it because i know as soon as i start it i'm gonna be in for all seven episodes oh yeah so i don't want to start it at you know eight thirty nine o'clock on a wednesday because yeah, you ain't be sleeping dog yeah i'll nope. be screwed for work in the morning oh yeah, yeah. so saturday that's my plan we'll uh i guess have a sunday special episode yeah i know there's a couple people that wanted me to touch on the mint 400 they've been asking me that was uh damn near a month ago now um i didn't really want to get into it because uh i don't really want to slander anybody because of the public positions that i'm in the mint 400 was just as i mentioned in our pre-mint 400 show a disaster race um it so what happened real quick before we wrap this thing up uh real quick the mint 400 had bikes on friday we all went down to fremont street on thursday evening for the driver's meeting they explained to us all the signs and all that stuff they did the bike and the car driver's meeting all in one um did the bikes first told us everything that was going on i stuck around for both because i was doing uh I was doing stuff for a bike and a class 10 car. 
they had expressed to us that all team racers and pros would get three laps, hundred. Uh, it, was, it was a little over. I think I want to say 110-ish miles. Yeah, we were supposed to do. Well, the bike course was shorter, but I don't remember how much. It's been a while. But anyways, they told us all we're doing three, all everybody else doing like two and stuff like that or whatever. So we get there, leave the house at four o'clock in the morning or whatever. Get out there, get ready, get everybody ready to go, bike warmed up, did a couple adjustments, send, uh, Derek was on the bike first, Derek Bradley, uh, he raced with Eric Holt and Colton Gubler, uh, three-man expert team, get to the start line, get staged up in our row, they grab the, the bullhorn and essentially say, hey, um, if you're running three laps, now you're running two laps. Yeah, they had what I, what people were calling a second emergency drivers riders meeting. Yeah, so they literally said, if you're doing three laps, now you're doing two. Stepped out of the way, green flag, go. Retarded. It's, it's a lot of. I don't know how they didn't catch more heat than they did. Because if I did something like that at a snore race as race director, I'd have hate mail. I'd have death threats. I I am gonna go out on a limb and say they're probably receiving that. It's not public. It's not as public as you would assume it would be, but I'm sure they're they're getting hate mail. Yeah. But. Well, anyways. they're gonna lose a lot of racers from it. They they didn't handle it very well. Um, some of the things that they did during the car race, I'm not gonna get into detail. It's like beating a dead horse, you know. But uh, they just didn't handle it well, and I think we assumed that was going to happen without having Best in the Desert as a host series to help right. them know how to operate a race. They brought in Tony Vanillo as race director slash operations director, and Tony Vanillo is uh, – he's done some of that stuff for short course. He was a chassis builder back in the day, um, did a lot of Pro 2s, a lot of uh, – I think he did a couple Pro Buggies, stuff like that, but – um, chassis builder, really smart dude, but I, he just, he, he's not cut out for it. And it's not, not me taking shots at him mm -hmm. or doing any slander or stuff like that, but he showed, um, and you know, that's a tough spot to be thrown in as the mint 400 race director, not being a race director. It's tough, but he showed through his actions and throughout how he ran operations during the weekend that he he wasn't ready for it. And not saying that he's never going to be ready for it, that he can't be a race director. That's not what I'm right. getting at. It's just what he did that weekend. Just well, I'm sure I'm sure he probably had some thought in his mind that it was just, and I don't want to hate on the short course guy, but it's, it's just a desert race. It's not going to be too crazy. I mean, and right. mid-400s always crazy. Right. It's the biggest off-road race in the United States. Sadly, yeah. It was. We'll go with it was. We'll see what happens next time. Yeah. This year or next year or whatever it is. Yeah, we'll see. They got it off just in time before the COVID crisis hit. Um, once again, uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this thing up? No. All right. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you listened to the end. A lot of good stuff all the way through. Check out the uh, Facebook for pictures about that accident and other miscellaneous stuff. <laughs>
we'll have we'll have the uh, Snapchats we took from last night. Yeah, okay. add us on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, my my handles are uh, StickerDude19 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, add me on Facebook, Zach Jorgensen. RJ, what are yours? Uh, it's RJ Kruger on Instagram and Facebook, and I think RJ Gordon on Snapchat. RJ Gordon, baby. Thanks for listening. Again, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected by this global pandemic that's happening right now. I hope we lighten the mood, lighten the situation, helped you get through your day, whatever you're dealing with, whether you're you know laid off or not. Furloughed. In, in limbo, as a lot of people are. In limbo. I like that. Um, we'll try and make this a more regular thing. We're pretty swamped uh, with what's going on right now. I'm still getting ready for short course stuff because that's not canceled yet. Thank God. Knock on wood. Knock on wood if you're with me. Um, yeah, so we're busy. We're going to do what we can to keep giving you uh, some content, some stuff to talk about. We'll try and be a little bit more prepared so it's not such a wing fest next time. And uh, if you want us to touch on something specific, hit us up yep. on the socials. Text us. Throw us a DM. DM me, baby. Yep. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. What do you want to hear about? We're going to try and uh, get some people in here so you don't get sick of hearing our voice for two hours or whatever the hell we're at right now. So um, Sports Vision signing off. Thanks, guys. Later.